Our gospel lesson comes from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 41 through 45. Would you please rise for the reading of the gospel? When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be a slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. For our children's message today, I was hoping you could help me a little bit. I was wondering if any of you have the chore of taking out the trash. Yeah? It's a chore that sometimes we have. It might not be a favorite chore, but it has to get done, right? Ultimately, it has to get done, right? Okay, so that's a chore we have. I was wondering if anybody has the chore of cleaning, like spraying the countertop after you eat. Yeah, that's a chore we have, okay. Some of us adults have this chore too. Somebody's gotta do it, right? Oh, cleaning the toilet. Uh-oh. Somebody's got to do that one, too. Right. Okay. How about, where are we here? I knew it was here. Refilling. Refilling things? Yeah? Okay. So, as I look down here, I, first of all, was really grateful. Oh, and I forgot one. I don't know how I forgot this one. Doing the, the dishes. You have this chore? Yeah, okay. I knew there was at least one more chore I saw. I first saw I was very grateful that people were so generous and there was ways in which we could serve and work with our community. And then I got thinking, at least in my house, there's a lot of jobs to do. Is it like this in your house? Yeah. Yeah, it's like this in our house. There's a lot of jobs to do. There's a lot of keeping of things, right? If you do the dishes once, are they done forever? <laughs> if we could make it so, right? <laughs> this would be really great. If you figure it out, will you tell me? <laughs> and if you, if you, Go ahead and take care of the cleaning of the toilet once. Is it done forever? No, right? We're talking a little bit today about taking care of creation. And it's not the kind of thing that we take care of once. It's a lot like these things. It takes a multiple times 
to keep coming back to and taking good care in order to do it. Till and keep, hmm. just like our chores. But unlike our chores, I don't think if you do the dishes or you take out the garbage, there's anything beautiful that comes out of that. Have you found anything beautiful comes out of these things? Tell me, I don't know. But if you take good care of God's earth, have you ever noticed anything beautiful come out of that? I have too. Yeah. It's incredibly beautiful things that come out of God's earth. So how about if we pray together and we ask God to help us take good care of the creation and notice where God has gifted us with beauty in God's creation. Would you pray with me? Dear God, Thank you for the job of taking care of your earth. Help us to notice what you've given us as a reward. Amen. There's an old story about a monk and a cow I don't know if you've heard this one. And the humble monk sits at the peak of a hill where the grassy earth meets the river, and the river just flows with the breeze, and the breeze then shows the mountain, and the mountain is like a neighbor to the sky, and just beyond that is the beautiful universe. And the monk, who's looking for enlightenment and all the secrets of God, sits there and says, um, hoping for this great moment, when all of a sudden, something breaks his chant. He hears, moo. Monk stops for a moment. Without changing his position, and he dismisses it. He starts again. Um, slightly longer this time, he's interrupted. Finally, the monk turns around and sees there's a cow standing, looking at him from the bottom of the hill, and he begins to talk to this cow as you might. Kind cow, please do not interrupt my moment of meditation. And the cow stares back blankly at the monk. The monk sighs and continues. Um, and you know what the cow's gonna say to him. Dear cow, I must reach enlightenment. Please refrain from making your noises or at least find a different place to make them. Um, and moo, he goes back. The monk, quite angry at this point, says, cow, why are you interrupting my chanting? 
And the cow, just as steady as can be, says, because you're saying it backwards. <laughs> Friends, to be humble is to be teachable. To be humble is to be teachable, is to be grounded and to be connected with the world around you. Often, we've associated you and I with being humble, with our faces down and people walking all over us. However, this month, our series on creation, we remember that the true meaning of humble is not to be like a doormat. <laughs> In fact, you and I are called to be humble stewards of the earth. Last week, we began this series up on the mountaintop, the place where God calls leaders and visionaries, prophets for a future and next steps. It also happens to be where we are here in the Poconos, good place to start. This week, we get our hands dirty and we dig into the groundedness of the earth. And I remind you also that these beautiful pictures you're looking at are your pictures, are these beautiful images that you have shared. When God began to create, the story of creation is described with paintings and poetry, speeches and songs, kind of like the major events in our lives. We find ourselves taking pictures and recording them. We're journaling and taking notes so we won't forget anything. Weddings evoke stories for decades. If I ask you, you would tell me. They have portraits. Most of us have somewhere pictures of someone getting married in our house, graduations, are captured by videos and speeches. Births have announcements and books, even if you never got around to filling in all of the baby books. They're there to portray the moments in time. Ever since the beginning of time, humanity has sought to use every medium possible to share the story of creation and seek understanding how should we best care for the world around us? When the world was beginning, humanity was given the role to be close enough to the ground to know what the needs of the world were. To be humble is to be engaged and interested in the world around you, from the land, to the river, to the trees, to our fellow siblings. To care well for one another. To take off our shoes. Sounds like the right thing to do. And to know what's down below our feet. Remembering that the soil is connected to everything you dump on the ground and you pour down the, down the drain. When I was eight, I was given my first corner of the garden. I was about to be the steward of strawberries and green beans, lettuce, 
and I had just convinced my father that we needed watermelon. That's pretty exciting for an eight-year-old in my corner of the garden as well. In a garden that covered about an acre of our property, my little cordon corner was all my responsibility. Initially, I was hoping what this meant was I got to eat a lot of strawberries. <laughs> I got to harvest the lettuce, and I could snap those green beans right off the vine, and maybe, just maybe, we would get a watermelon that I would have trouble wrapping my arms around. I knew nothing about how much watering it would take. It didn't rain much that year at all. I had no sense of how many weeds I would need to pull. I felt like it was every day I had to pull weeds. And we didn't get a watermelon to grow. I think we bought one from the store to satisfy the craving. But being close to the land, I got to see frogs and snakes. I got to see beetles and flies. And the thin soil, before long, talking about anything that came on the vine. We ultimately did get strawberries. And we did get beans. The bunnies got the lettuce long before we got there. And we decided that was our contribution to their diet that year. I learned a lot about taking care of something every single day. Steward is a word that's given to our responsibility for the creation. We don't own it or possess it, but together have a responsibility as our human vocation. Humanity has often really preferred the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil approach to stewardship, however. If I can't hear it, and I can't see it, then I don't need to speak about what's going on. I'm not gonna need to change anything that I'm doing. I understand that, quite frankly. But it's not what we're called to do. We're actually called to get our hands quite dirty. We're called to till and keep, to serve and protect not just for its own sake, but for the generations to come. Hummus with one M, hummus with two M's is that thing you and I dip stuff in. Hummus with one M is the layers of the soil, organic composed of decaying leaves, the kind we're not sure always what to do with. That's where you get your hands dirty. It's how you keep the earth. It's a collective trust. It's where we call for laws and policies to care for creation. But there's also a personal kind of a trust where we're called, you and I, to take care of the earth. We're called to what's right around us, in our apartment or in our house, to take care of the parcel of creation. Consider this. If you're living 
Space is connected to everything you face, from the emissions from your furnace, to the food in your refrigerator, to the electricity you use, to the water that goes in and out of your house, to the products that come to our homes, to whatever gets treated on your grass or doesn't, to the kind of car we drive. These choices affect our Earth. And we can, you and I, do the third part of what we say every week, make a difference. We can make daily choices that affect our negative impact and restore God's creation, as well as our places of work. We are stewards of our local environment. Our sacred trust has been built over time as we've dug into that hummus, not just the thing we dip into, but the, the soil stuff, and gotten our hands dirty. Many of you have told me about going to camp. Some of you have told me about going to Pocono Plateau or Gretna Glen or one of the scout camps that we have around here. Even though Eastern Pennsylvania Conference didn't come to own Pocono Plateau until 1971, some of you have known Pocono Plateau going back to the 1940s. Camping takes us back and outside of ourselves to have a space where we can get to know God. Myself, I attended Camp Anaba in Chester County as a child, about 10 minutes from my house, but it might as well have been a world away. You know, the first time I visited Pocono Plateau was feet of snow. <laughs> about a decade or so ago. We led a young adult retreat when I served on the district the first time, and watching the snow fall while talking about grace and sipping hot chocolate in Moore Lodge is a memory that's forever etched on my mind. This most recent summer, some of you will know that Pocono Plateau was the place that hosted our family while we transitioned here looking for a home. And we got to take advantage of those lakes and the trails. In those camping experience, God finds us, transforms us, and renews us. We're reminded of a call to discipleship and service. It's a part of our discipline to exercise as stewards of creation, not because of fear or guilt, not because of outrage or despair, but what makes this journey sacred is being nourished by the fountain of God's grace, a source of living water that sustains us. So friends, I invite you, as we seek to be stewards of God's earth, May it indeed be a place for you that is such holy ground that you too get your feet dirty, step off your shoes, and know God's presence is there. This, my friends, is the gospel, the good news 
of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God.